That's Arthi. That's Noor. And you're listening to The Reality Is. You guys, I'm so excited for today's episode because, well, not because Arthi's not here, but as a result of Arthi not being here, which I'm sad about, but as a result of Arthi not being here, I have a substitute and you might know her as the host of What Else Is Going On, but you'd also know her from Twitter and Instagram as the lady with the hottest takes. Taria Faison, how are you today? I could kiss you for that, Noor. Thank you so much for having me. Arthi, we miss you, but I'm glad I'm here. Yeah, she's missed. <laughs> Or you had to go and do work stuff. You know? Right, Artie. Like, who cares about work? Yeah, rude. Um, anyway, <laughs> but thank you so much for subbing in as my Artie today, Tria. We are super excited because we also have a guest on today's episode. You might know him as Charlie. I know him as OB, but everybody knows him as a host of the Odd Black Individual podcast. So, Hi, how are you, Obi? I'm very well. How are you? I'm so happy that you you both are here. I'm so excited because I had been I've been wanting, I think like Obi, you and I have been exchanging messages for a while and I really wanted you on the podcast. Right. So I'm just super excited because you guys, if you haven't heard Obi's takes, mm. I mean you're really <laughs> missing out because yes. there's a lot of basic bitches on the internet with really <laughs> dumb takes. <laughs> yes, ma'am. And like, indeed, whenever I read anything you post or whenever I listen to your podcast, it's like, man, he really nailed it. Like he hit the nail on the head mm-hmm. from the perspective of non-basic bitches, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> to people of color yes. and like just generally like marginalized people. I mean, some of the stuff that you did on Real Houses of Potomac, talking about mm-hmm. massage noir and all this stuff. I was just like, this is the most amazing overviews of like deeply rooted issues that we see on how housewives are responded to by the overall audience, but also how producers and even some mm. of the housewives themselves craft the story to kind of push some of these underlying issues that we have in our society. So I just, I love your stuff. So thank you so much. Oh my God. Me. Thank you so much. <laughs> Obi is absolutely wonderful. I have to say, I was talking about Obi about two weeks ago to someone because we were talking about people when they have your back, right? So I I would always say I wasn't really used to people having my back. Like they would, after an argument or disagreement, they would come to me and say, oh my God, you were so right. But I just felt like I should stay out of it. And there's been a couple instances, and I know Obi knows that people have tried to publicly kind of come at me and Obi will take what they've tried to come at me with and flip it right around on them. And I literally said to someone, if I don't know about anyone, OB will like, and make it very clear that, oh yeah, I'm talking about Taria and what you're not going to say is. Yeah. I like, it's just, it's so, it's so refreshing. And I admire that too, because now I'm trying to do that more for my friends. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, even if it's yeah. just be like, nah, we're not going to, that's not what we're getting ready to do. Or just go balls to the wall. Like OB. I admire that so much. <laughs> Oh my God. You guys are not going to make me choke up right now. Okay. This this has to stop. You were being far too kind. Okay. Well, we'll stop being kind to you um, because the next question I'm going to ask you as usual, like we always like to ask any first time guests, Obi, you have to tell us who is your problematic favorite on reality TV? Uh, On all of reality TV? (laughs) Uh, 
Okay. Or should I stick to Housewives? Let's do let's do Bravo. All of Bravo. Okay. All of Bravo. Who do I like that people really can't stand? You better say the right thing, Obi. (laughs) (sighs) Well, I've I've said before, Candace Dillard Bassett is my favorite housewife of them all. Yeah. And many people find her problematic. I do not, but a lot Neither. of people do for various reasons. Uh, so I guess she would be my problematic fave. Yeah. I. You know what? I think that Candace is up there now for me too. I think she is also one of my problematic favorites because I don't know, just, there's just something really relatable about her to me. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like I would be friends with her in real life. Mm-hmm. It's because all three of us are intelligent people. And oh. she's a really intelligent person. So I feel like we all would mesh with her. I think we would get her. Yes. Yeah. She's also somebody who we have to remember is like growing on TV also. So like, right. people forget how young she is. And people give a lot of space to Ashley for being mm-hmm. a young person. The but worst. they don't allow the same space to Candace. And we could probably tell you why that is. Yes. Exactly. Yeah, we definitely could. We definitely could. <laughs> Although her co-workers think the exact opposite. And I was very disappointed in Robin and Giselle. Did you see that? Y'all? Oh, those yeah, two I... dummies. Yes. Oh. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. So what we're talking about is colorism. The reason why, I mean, I think this is true. Um, the reason why a lot of people give space to Ashley, but not to Candace, they give her a lot of grace, even though Ashley's married to a fucking predator. <laughs> <laughs> the predator <laughs> of them all. The predatorist of them all. And the reason why is because Ashley is a light-skinned woman. And, um, you know, I know, Obi, you've, you've spoken about that at, on, at length. But unfortunately, somebody who asked Robin and Giselle, like, um, Jasmine Brand, the, it was the Jasmine Brand. They were doing- oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So they asked Giselle and uh, Robin about it. And they were like, no, we get hate all the time when we're light skinned women. And it was like, okay, but that's not the question. Yes. And (laughs) people reflect back to the reunion. Wendy and Candace gave specific instances what was in their messages. And Giselle started out with, no, (laughs) that's so stupid. And you know, it's a shame because Giselle has darker skinned daughters. She does. Yep. I think about that all the time. Yep. The kind of baggage that those girls are going to end up dealing with because of their complexion. And then their mother is apparently not going to understand at all. Yeah. You know, she gets plenty of hate, quote unquote, for fighting with other light skinned black women. (sighs) Right. (laughs) Like, it's not insane. I can't. Well, do you think that there's some of that in play in New York and how people have received Brashawn? I mean, not even people, but how the fucking cast himself have received Brashawn versus Ebony, because we're going to jump right into Real Houses of New York this week. Oh, it boy. was, oh, God. We are front and center to just the most hypocrisy I've ever seen. I mean, between mm-hmm. New York and Beverly Hills, Mm-mm-mm. my God. So the episode started with where we left off last week, which was the fight in Salem at the Bizarro Tattoo Parlor slash dinner restaurant. I slash magic shop. I don't know what this Man, is. That was janky. Yes. <laughs> I would not want that to be my Salem experience at all. Also, I would never get a tattoo there. I want a tattoo, but I would never get my first tattoo at a place where they're also like, like serving burrata. Like, I don't know about that. (laughs) It's like the brownstone of tattoo shops. They do everything there. (laughs) 
Okay, as somebody who has frequented the Brownstone quite regularly, you know, it's not a bad place. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard that it's pretty decent, but I mean, still, I don't don't think top of the line quality when I think of the Brownstone. No, no. (laughs) It's serviceable, but you know. Yes, yes. You you, You can get service for multiple things at the Brownstone, though. We do know that, but if you want to host a wedding or put a hit out on someone, the Brownstone. Boy. <laughs> get a char- get character special. reference right get a character <laughs> reference yes well yes. so so they they're at this tattoo place and they're picking up on this conversation where we picked up last week which was you know ebony's trying to talk about, to these women about whether or not they align with white supremacy now before i get into my analysis of this i have to say taria your episode with jonathan chandler you guys did such a great job of like critiquing ebony for the things that are frustrating you about her while also being like Here's the reason why, as a housewife or as an entertainer, as a reality TV star, especially in this franchise, it's not really working. And I have to quote my friend Ray Sani on this. Whenever she posts any critique of Ebony, she goes, white people are not allowed to like this. Yes. (laughs) Because people have been posting stuff. I feel like as Black people, and tell me if you guys agree, Obi, and as a woman of color, Nora, tell me if you agree. Sometimes you want to protect them because we already know what they're going to face straight up off the gate anyway. Yeah. So sometimes you don't want to speak on stuff, but then there's things that we do need to speak up on. Yeah. I mean, you know, even if you think about what as recent as like, what, like an hour ago? Yes. Crystal from Beverly Hills posted this (sighs) terrible DM that it's just like, it's like an insane it's in it's such an insane dm that i'm like is this fake like obviously it's not because right. we know racists like that exist but it's so bananas to me that somebody would decide to post or to to message somebody who they don't know who yeah. even in the in the message they say they don't want to know something this vile we have to be mindful and again i i know though the housewives are doing their thing they're not our best and brightest you know, people in society <laughs> So they're going to do what they do. But at the same time, I blame Bravo for this, right? Because the stories that are being carved out, Mm -hmm. what the editors decide to keep, what they decide to remove, how they navigate social media with these people, how they deal with their talent, they're really to blame on how these people are portrayed. And so it's, it's like you said, it's like sometimes you want to protect your person who looks like you, who represents you, because you're like, I don't want to say something and have a bunch of bigots use my criticism, my valid criticism of this person as a way to be racist. It's like, how do you protect that person from that, you know? And then also too, it's funny with the message with Crystal, it was ironic to me, the amount of allies that were so upset and had so much energy for this when we know you don't get to that type of message from zero to 100. Mm -hmm. It starts with microaggressions, macroaggressions, white fragility. It starts with like what Sutton did to Crystal in the beginning. But see, they don't want to talk about that. They want to go to Crystal calling Sutton manic. They want to go to Crystal being dismissive of Sutton. But -hmm. see what happens when you let that stuff go. So any allies that are listening, and I'm just going to say it, if you have said, oh, Crystal should just pull back. Crystal should just change her word. Crystal should just let the mouse go. You're in essence doing what Sutton did in the beginning, which leads up to the message that Crystal got today. Yeah. You know, as soon as Sutton said, I don't want to talk about race, she suddenly had millions of bigots align with her and say, yeah, that's the girl that we want to be siding with. The one that is all eyes matter. Yeah. Our Southern Belle. 
Yes. Miss Scarlett O'Hara. <laughs> Sutton Shrack. Okay, I have to say, Sutton drives me crazy, uh, but I love watching her like lose her shit. Like there's something- Oh, I do too. I just, I love it. I love it so much. <clears throat> I was just so annoyed that they kept wanting Crystal to apologize, apologize for saying manic and they tried to equate it to Sutton talking about her dad when Crystal was trying to talk about her dad's experience and almost being beat up at a gas station, but she couldn't even talk about her experience. Yeah, go figure. Go, go figure. figure. <laughs> and I'm Oh, the irony. The irony. And I'm so disappointed in Garcelle. Not that it's Garcelle's job to necessarily back a woman of color, but it is because you because you talked about it happening to you. Imagine if people had said to Garcelle, why did you say that to Kyle? But we received that, right? We were like, you know what? Even if we didn't think Kyle was yes. being racist, she's got a point. But Garcelle can't receive Crystal. I think Garcelle is trying to protect her friend because, yeah. you know, supposedly she and Sutton are yeah. besties or whatever. Yeah. But I, I kind of feel the same way about them as I do about Ebony and Leah in that mm. it's good getting kind of annoying that you're yes. checking everyone but your friend yes yes who may be the most problematic of everyone in the group the most My okay God. leah is this was My an episode God. where i was like oh okay leah's a fucking monster and ebony rather than standing with Rashawn, who yes. has a valid fucking point because guess what guys sonia is a clown okay sonia is a clown dun, 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 dun. <laughs> By the way, Nora has the best laugh. I can tell. When she, she does. Doesn't she have the best? I love. I love it. Laugh. Oh, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> because you laugh from your belly and it, it lets me know that you're getting joy and it makes me laugh too. Sometimes at the end of podcasting uh, sessions, I'm sweating from laughing so hard. Can I, can I just interject real quick and say, guys, if you haven't gone back and listened to their episode last week, Obi, I know you probably heard it when Nora talked mm -hmm. about Pat the pacifist, <laughs> and Artie could not catch her breath. I I went back four times to listen to that, laughing at you both. I had tears coming out of my eyes each time. I could not stop laughing. It was hilarious. I was like, this is this is like amazing. <laughs> I believe it's like episode seventy or so. Yeah, it was so good. <laughs> Thanks, guys. I appreciate that. Um, you know, as somebody who grew up always being told that you laugh too loud, stop it. <gasps> Me you too. <laughs> you guys too. Have, has your mom ever asked you guys, are you hard of hearing because you talk loud? No. I'm just... No, because my mother is really loud too. <laughs> but other people, definitely. Yeah, I've been told all the time, like, stick your teeth back in your mouth. You're laughing too hard. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> well, you I have like beautiful teeth. Right. I was going to say, right. Oh, man. But <laughs> back to Sonia on her clown shit. One of the things, so we, we, we start off with this conversation of Ebony trying to somehow talk to Ramona like she's a person with any fucking sense. Like she's right, not. Right. You know, Bershawn steps in and says, this isn't going anywhere. And this isn't like worth your time, right? It's not, you're talking mm -hmm. to a wall. And Ebony says, I've done this for years. Okay. I know how to I'm deal with this. I'm classically trained. Whatever the hell that <laughs> yes. means. Are you a pianist? Yeah. <laughs> 
do you get a certificate when you work at Fox News? Like what? But she says, I did this at Fox News for years. And I think that that's something important to remember because Ebony thinks that, and you know, she might be right. She believes as a person of color that she needs to enter into spaces that where not everybody agrees with her because she thinks that it's more productive than to live in your own echo chambers. Sure. We heard her say that on Clubhouse mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And I understand that. But working at Fox News doesn't actually feel productive because who watches Fox News? And the people that watch Fox News, did their minds change about Black Lives Matter, about immigration? No. Ebony didn't change a single mind of the bigoted people that she worked with at Fox Mm -hmm. News, which is why I don't really understand why she keeps citing it as like (laughs) some reason to be on this crusade that she's on. Right. I feel like she's trying to say, oh, I can handle these women, which handling them and their minds are two different things. Very different things. Yes. And like you said, Nora, I don't at first I would be like, oh, maybe. okay. I I liked the night in Harlem with Ebony K. Williams. I thought that was the night to talk about that because it is your Mm -hmm. night. You're showing them Harlem. Yes. 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 There were other times when I felt like, mm, oh, maybe not now. But then I, I will say we read Brian Moylan's Vulture. Piece, and then I read her response back and I stepped back for a minute and said, OK, who am I to tell her as a black woman and I'm black, don't show up black. So show up in black spaces. And I'm even trying to do that more in my life. How mm-hmm. and ever I also have to know when to not expend my energy on people yes. that don't get it, period. And I mean, you and I and Ebony are going to be Blacked all the time, no matter what we do, no matter where we are. So I I think what you just said is beautiful. But at the same time, I don't think I'll ever feel a responsibility to show up anywhere Black because I can't help it, you know? Right. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you know how, have you ever felt, and I'm sure, Noor, you can speak to this, how sometimes you show up in spaces and because you're the only one, you may not say as much in a business environment. Or yep. if I know back in the day, if there was what I thought was a microaggression, I had to make the decision. Do I say this and be out here on my own? Or do I just kind of may say, say something slide back? Whereas now there is no ignoring it. I don't care where we are, who we are, who you are. I'm mm-hmm. saying it. And mm-hmm. so that that's what I mean as far as showing, like not kind of pushing down. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if I was, if I addressed it, I'm also not going to go back and forth with you. It is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah suppression is toxic. You don't yeah. want to hold things like that in because- they'll kill you. But at the same time, you also don't want to die on every hill that you think you need to fight on. You know? Yep, that's true. You know, she keeps saying, I want to have these human moments with Ramona. She says, we almost have a sisterhood, Ramona. And I I sometimes feel like, is she doing that because she knows that the audience is going to watch her chumming it up with Ramona Singer and they're going to say, how the fuck are you going to be friends Mm. with somebody like this, right? Right. Basically what we say about her friendship with Leah, which she doesn't think is problematic, but- I sometimes wonder if she's doing this stuff on camera. She's trying to coax these words out of Ramona on camera because she wants the world to hear Ramona Singer say, oh, no, I, I'm not racist. Right. But like also, like if you say to a bunch of white ladies, do you guys align with white supremacy? Do you really think they're going to say, you know what I do? Like, <laughs> yeah. How fucking receptive do you think they're going to be to that? Once again, there's a way to word things and not even because, oh, you're black and pulling back because they don't even understand what it is. When they hear white, they think hoods. Yeah. 
you know, like hoods, white hoods. And, and like, they don't, they think blatant, like overt racism. There's a way to say that just like you would to a child almost. Yeah. Yeah. And when it needs to be said in the right time and place. And you know, know? the clown brought, started that whole conversation. She sure did. She did indeed. (laughs) She did indeed. People have been raving about Sonia because she seems like she has some sense as far as race goes. But I've been sitting here like, but she's still the same old Sonia. Yes. You know? Did y'all hear mm-hmm. that she might have hired a coach before the Stassi's season? coach? Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> I was going to say a Stassi style coach. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sonia brought this on because the ladies really just wanted to know how the matchmaker event was. Yeah. And Sonia's mm-hmm. like, Ebony's a nice girl. Okay. Uh, what? <laughs> Great. Ebony can talk about things other than race. Did you know that, you guys? She's human. It was so insane. And, you know, the thing is, again, like, Luann is a moron because she sits down with Ebony. And she's like, she's like, I just want to make sure that you know that I don't align with white supremacy. You know, I just want to make sure. And it's like, Luann is in it for herself. Sonia's in it for herself. Ramona's Mm -hmm. in it for herself. Like, these are not, these are not your friends. And if you need to keep sitting down, Ebony, and having conversations with them where they prove to you that they are not racist if you mm-hmm. still have a doubt in your mind at whether or not these women are racist then they're probably racist and maybe right. they're not your friends and you need yeah. to treat them like your co-workers and I mentioned this on my podcast the mm-hmm. other day but Ebony herself has said that she's been a fan of this show from the beginning mm-hmm. for yeah. for 12 years right up until the point that she was cast doesn't she know these women already yeah. how do we understand who Ramona Sonia and Luann are but somehow Ebony doesn't and I'm as, really curious about that and as a matter of fact being a fan she kind of knows you we know if we meet Ramona how we would act in order to get what we wanted from Ramona right like if yeah. yes like Ramona doesn't want anybody clinging to her. Oh, so you ignore her, act like you don't know her. Then she's going to be like, well, mm-hmm. who are you? Who is this? I feel like when Ebony was crying about her grandma, that humanized her to them. Yeah. You have the same conversation. Like, look, Ramona, when I came over to your house, the reason I asked about that was because sometimes it's hard for me in this world and come from that way yep. and be uh, that way without saying stuff that, you know, they don't understand and it getting so, because I feel like Ramona Look at Ramona and Bethany. There were times when there was empathy there and Ramona got it. You know what I mean? Because it, it was the yeah. way they communicated. So sometimes your communication style needs to change if the person don't understand your language. Right. And Ebony is often hard to understand for a lot of people, not just, you know, middle-aged yeah. white women. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. she's what she's what I call a black academic. She has yeah. a very black professorial way of speaking to people (laughs) Mm -hmm. and that can be not only confusing but off-putting yes Mm -hmm. I think in my experience no no you're right you're you're exactly right and again I think that's what makes somebody an effective communicator knowing how to say exact nobody's telling you to pull it back we're saying say it so they can understand because what's the point of going balls to the wall if they don't even know what balls are like so what are you getting to the wall yeah Yeah. and that's actually (laughs) I think what Brashawn is trying to tell her Mm -hmm. she's trying to say like yeah this isn't the group and they're not gonna get it and I think also you know as seriously as Ebony takes herself I'd say Brashawn takes herself equally not that serious like yeah. whatever uptight I mean I don't want to call it uptight because I don't think Ebony is uptight I think Ebony is just hyper aware okay she's yeah. a Virgo like myself <laughs> and you guys really horrible I sh- I'm one birthday away from Leah McSweeney are you serious yeah do you know who my birthday twin is who oh. Kelly Dodd. Oh, no. <laughs> Not Obi? 
I win. <laughs> yes, you do. I, I, I was like, I, I can't even say anything. You're absolutely right. Mm, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Famous cannibal Army Hammer also shares a birthday with uh-huh. me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, you got me there. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's, but- but I think that's what, you know, I think Ebony, I don't think she's uptight. I just think that she's very planned. She knows what yeah. she wants to do. She comes in and she knows exactly how she wants to navigate a situation. Yeah. But I think also because this is what happens to us A-types is we navigate a situation almost to the point of wanting to be in control because you think that if you run a situation a certain way, you're going to get the response that you're looking for. And I think that's what keeps happening is she keeps going into these conversations with these idiots. Mm -hmm. And she thinks that because she's been around idiots like that before, that she's going to get some sense of like logic from them or like a human moment from them. And, And the issue is that Maybe she was around people like that at Fox News, but even though Fox News is a fucking bananas network, Mm -hmm. it's still a news network. So you're going to have people there on like their best behavior talking. These are drunk women in a tattoo parlor. Yes. With a man on stilts. (laughs) And vinyl cat suits. And vinyl cat suits. (laughs) Straight up trash bags. Yeah. Yeah. So, So Ebony shares this moment where she tells everybody that her grandmother has passed but before she can do that Leah McSweeney begins to choke on her non-existent tears (laughs) what what's happening and even Ramona's like why are you freaking out like and see though honestly can I just say I would rather have a a Ramona over Aaliyah because Ramona I know where she stands yeah Yeah, she's very straightforward yeah like when she said why are you crying like when Bethany (laughs) why are you crying Croying, yes. yeah, <laughs> yeah, right yeah. guy. <laughs> okay, um, <laughs> so anyway, then you know, it's just bizarre. They all hug, but also, guys, like, did anybody see any tears come out of Ebony's eyes? No, because her and Leah both have way too much Botox. Oh, is that what that is? <laughs> yeah. Because it can also, it doesn't paralyze your tear ducts, obviously, but it makes it harder for the muscles around them to push out tears. So their faces are frozen and they can't really cry. (laughs) Obi almost made me spit out my, I had to hold it in. (laughs) Sorry. I was doing a Kegel with my mouth. But yeah, I thought about that. One of those things that I feel like we, I could say it to you, like, even though the the world is going to hear it, we can say it and it's okay. But I felt Mm -hmm. the same. And especially that she was the nicer one. I was like, they're not crying. Because if I was crying about my grandmother currently, and I know Uh everyone is different, I would cry silently because if I tried to speak and I don't like to cry out loud. So it, 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 it was a yeah. lot going on at that table. It was. When I lost my grandmother, who I was super close to, it took me like six months to actually cry about it. Mm-hmm. Because I, it's not like I was going to be sharing it with all, you know, with like too many people or whatever. And it, I just, I felt like I never got around to it, you know? Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not sure that that moment would have happened for me in this environment in this atmosphere you know yeah and I mean everybody grieves you know in their own way but I I I would think that at the moment when they're sitting there and they're having this conversation about race or whatever I'm surprised that Ebony in that moment didn't say you guys you know honestly I don't really want to talk about this because my grandmother just passed away Mm -hmm. right like it was more important for her to continue on with her agenda than to 
open up to the other women, which yeah. is something you have to do on these shows. Mm. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no. Mm, that's good. Do y'all think that, Nor, you said something <laughs> earlier that basically Ebony comes in with an agenda because she knows what, what she wants to get across like to the audience. There was a part of me that thought that Ebony and Sonia may have had a, some conversation off camera for Sonia to bring that up because Ebony's not really trying to really change Ramona and Lou. She's really talking to the audience and she knows that. And that's why she keeps mm. doing it. Mm. That's a good point. I mean, I don't know if that's that's exactly what she's thinking of in that moment. And I don't even know if Sonia is smart enough to like scheme like that. But if she was to scheme with Ebony, Sonia is also dumb enough to bring it up in that totally random way. Right. <laughs> You're like, how yes. is the matchmaking? And Sonia's like, Ebony's a nice person. <laughs> Right, because they, it's like they never got around to talking about the matchmaker before on the bus. So then mm-hmm. they bring it up. And yeah. I just feel like Ebony is very much talking to the audience. Yeah. Because again, she, she watched the show. That that was another thought I had. I'm like, she's talking to the audience. She's not even talking to these ladies, really. That's so annoying, though, because yeah. I don't know about anybody else, but I don't watch the sh- I don't watch the housewives for them to be talking to me in confessionals. I watch it to see them interact and have relationships and have drama and all of that. So if if that's what Ebony is doing, she's doing it wrong. She's doing housewife wrong. Yeah. And I mean, you know, again, I think that there's a there's a lot of producing happening, essentially. And, you know, that's that's Mm -hmm. where the problem is. I think Ebony's a great person. You know, I think she's an accomplished person. She's stunning. She's got all of the things on paper that should make a great housewife. But the biggest issue on any of these franchises when you have a new person join the group is that if they don't have authentic relationships with the rest of the cast, it it shows. It shows. And that's what we're seeing here. By the way, I don't think Real Housewives of New York is boring. I know a lot of people are saying that. I don't find it boring. I thought this week's episode was good. Hilarious. Yeah. It was like classic Roni antics, right? Like yeah. there was mm-hmm. Sonia, Sonia peed herself, Ramona shit herself. Oh my God. Luann berated somebody. Sonia got drunk. With her, were her Chanel earrings on backwards? Of course they were. They okay. were, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they were Nelcha. Yes. <laughs> I will, from here on out, refer to Chanel as Nelcha. <laughs> Oh my God. You know what? If even if she was authentic friends with one of them and Ebony was having these conversations, it would come across different than what it's come across now. Yeah. So I think you hit the nail on that. It's like none of them, because even Ramona and Luann aren't really friends. They never oh, could stand right. each other. No. Mm-hmm. The most sincere moments we've seen actually have been between Sonia and Ramona the day after they get drunk and then yes. sit on the bed and talk. Mm-hmm. That's always the most real moments, you know, because they're like Ramona is a monster. Sonia is needy. They do have a real relationship there, Mm -hmm. but everything Mm -hmm. else just seems really produced. I mean, the fact that every morning, whenever we see like the next morning, the first things we always get are uh, Ebony in her glam chair and Leah in her glam chair. I'm like, I'm like, when did that happen? Yeah. When did this happen? I mean, it is a part of that new housewives era that they're trying to usher in with the younger women. It's common for younger housewives to have a glam team but it does look out of place on roni because yes. they didn't used to do that shit yeah no. that's yeah. one thing we appreciated about them dorinda barefaced in the morning making <laughs> coffee <laughs> with her glasses on her little you know, <laughs> on her mullet like we appreciated those things not hungover in the least somehow no! after no! drinking four uh, bottles of vodka 
Probably still a little drunk. Yes, her and Lynn doing yes. yoga. Remember that uh, when they went and they were doing yoga that early in the morning? Yeah. What doing? I wouldn't be able to move, let alone pose. <laughs> right. So the ladies go the next day to this a fucking pioneer place. Like, <laughs> Leah, what are you doing? And I don't I understand this. Like, They couldn't find anything better to do in, in Salem, Salem, Massachusetts then go to like a, a Mayflower exhibit, an interactive Mayflower exhibit. And y'all don't don't mind if I put on the outfit of the oppressed <laughs> man? <laughs> that right there, if nothing in me had died for her then, because I never really felt it for her in me, but maybe there was an ember, that fire was put out. <laughs> At, you are a, like, what, what did um, Kenya say to Portia? You are a dumb hoe. Like, like, you are a dumb hoe. <laughs> shut up. Yes. 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 It just, it was insane to me because I was like, Ebony, you didn't tell, like, you guys, obviously, everybody gets an itinerary, probably. Yeah. You know, Leah told you the plan. And then Ebony didn't go, hold on, wait a minute. Leah, we can't, Brashawn and I are not going to this. Yeah. Isn't that the moment to have also the conversations that you've been having? I would have had it then. Like, y'all do know what was going on here in the 1600. Like, she could have stepped right in. Yeah. Brashawn is the one that said, we're not, we're not doing this. You know, we've been through enough. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm not convinced that Ebony and Leah even really talk because wouldn't you have talked about that with your friend? Yep. That's actually a great point. Oh, evidently there was a part cut out where Bershawn was actually, and I'm saying schooling for lack of a better word, but like schooling the ladies on like the things with black people um, at Ebony's dinner, but they cut it out. I, I heard know. about that. Yeah. yeah. And it's see, and that's when you don't have black editors, because why in the world would yeah. you cut that out? Because so, now it looks like you're pitting two black women against each other. Hmm. I think a lot of people right now are watching Brashan thinking that she's like an all lives matter Republican. I don't think she is. She had given me a little bit of tease the first season, the first scene when she said, we're all the same. I was like, no, nah. I mean, and I got where she was coming from. You know what it was? I just didn't want her to say it in front of these women and yeah. all of America. Cause we're yeah. not. All yeah. It sounds very dismissive to say that we're all the same. Yeah. We we're all human. Yes. But we are different, but we can love each other all the same. Yes. You know, that's yeah. Incredible. When they're at this dumbass pioneer pilgrim shit, <laughs> Sonia puts on the bonnet and Brashan says, how do you feel in that? Because I feel like Brashan is also asking in a way being like, isn't this fucking insane? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And Sonia says, well, my family is a very old American family, so I feel OK. <laughs> what the fuck does that have to do with anything, Sonia? <laughs> Tell that the was story. eight generations ago. Okay, <laughs> so if you listen to our podcast regularly, but those of you who are new listeners, you will know that a couple of weeks ago, Arthi actually went to a plantation that was owned by the Morgan family in Maryland. Oh. And, it was a, and it was like, you know, a plantation yeah. until the, the 80s. Damn and- it, I knew it. I said on my podcast that I'm sure if you look back further enough, there's some... Atlantic slave trade skeletons in the Morgan family closet. And you just, you proved me right. There have to be. No, there, I mean, there have to be. You are talking about the, one of the oldest American families who have been, who have existed for a year. Who the fuck do you think was cleaning (laughs) the, and servicing the townhouse all those years before it was Sonia's in New York City? Yeah. Mm, Wow. It wasn't a Polish woman, probably. Right. 
you know? But see, I didn't even put together that Sonia was talking about the Morgans. I thought she was talking about her family that she was actually born into. She's from Connecticut. I wouldn't be surprised if, right? I wouldn't be surprised. Is she from Connecticut or somewhere like that? She's from upstate New York, but I mean, they're not that different. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And I think Sonia doesn't even consider that part of her family her family. She always (laughs) considers the Morgans her family. She's obsessed with them. Yeah. That is, wow. (laughs) So when she says that though, right? And then they they cut to like Ebony and Leah overhearing the conversation she's having with Sonia's having with Bashan. Mm-hmm. They start to realize that Sonia is going into the spiral about her townhouse and the drinking and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And it's like something about whenever the Morgan family comes up, it sets Sonia into this loop, right? Of of the letters and the townhouse and the daughter and the inheritance and the interest rates at Wells Fargo. Like all this <laughs> shit starts to pile up on her. And that's when, that was the moment Mm, when mm -mm. Sonia was like, okay, I'm going to go crazy now because I'm going to start drinking and I'm going to lose my shit. Mm -hmm. So speaking of shit, then afterwards, okay, why aren't we blurring out the poop guys? Hello, Bravo. Hi. I don't need to see that. And who do you think is believing you use makeup that dark? I was like, yeah, are you doing like brown face? What What are you doing? Like my God. consistency. Because if it was a cream makeup, cream makeup doesn't fall out of the pan like that, ma'am. It falls out of your butt because it's yes. poop. <laughs> like, <laughs> if my thing is, where were you when you had to use the bed? Like, <laughs> so many questions. It happened in the bathroom. You couldn't make Cartagena was an exception. When you catch a bug yeah. like that, fine. But this right here. And then when Sonia said she peed, I'm like, so if Ramona didn't wash her behind, you know what she smells like. And Sonia, you going out in these same pants. Mm. This is why I cannot eat and watch Roni. It's the only franchise that I can <laughs> eat. I have to eat before I watch it. I cannot eat and watch Roni. It's Ugh. disgusting. Yeah. But these women would truly just, Ramona is someone who would rather shit herself on TV than talk about <laughs> race in America. Literally. <laughs> My God. So they go to this restaurant. One little thing at the restaurant that cracked me up was they get to the restaurant and they're sitting there. And I don't know who it was. Somebody asked the waitress like, oh, how long has this place been around? Like as if it's historic. And the lady's like, I don't know, 1998. (laughs) (laughs) Like who cares? cares? Right. Not like you lived here and then you came back and it was here. (laughs) They're like, Oh, look at this old world Italian restaurant. It's like it's made like during like why? Like I know we're in Salem, but not everything is from the 17th century. <laughs> right. <laughs> Some shit is from 20 years ago. Oh my god. <laughs> that, that was funny. And then, ladies and gentlemen, is the moment where Brashan chose violence. And honestly, I loved Ooh, it. I loved every second of it. Okay. So Brashan says, I think you guys are boring. <laughs> 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 and I don't blame her because until that moment they are being boring okay leah took them to a pioneer festival and then like the night before they have this really heavy conversation Uh, obviously if anyone wants to talk about her grandmother passing that is a deep conversation she could have Mm -hmm. it there but between that and the white supremacy stuff like brashan's like y'all are not fun and that's she so she starts to say you know i wanted to come here and i wanted to let loose yeah and I want to point out that Luann may not have called Brashan an angry woman, but mm. the tone that she took with 
Bershon was not any different than how she spoke with Ebony in Sack Harbor. Amen. And not only that, Ebony mentioned herself when Leah and Sag Harbor called them all hoes. No one said a word. They let it pass. When she elevated her voice slightly, they called her an angry woman. She wanted mm-hmm. them to recognize that. But the fact that she couldn't recognize recognize for Brashawn what they were doing to her really uh-huh. irritated me. That irritated me so much. Me too. Me too. If you know me, you know that I'm not an Ebony fan. Mm-hmm. However... I would have expected her to react better in that moment and yes. have Bershawn's back. I expected more of her in that situation. And she didn't have her back at all. In fact, when the three or four of them left the re- restaurant and it was only Ramona, Bershawn, and Sonia left, mm-hmm. and they were on the street, Ebony was telling Leah and Luann that Bershawn was coming off desperate. Yes. And they were all giggling about it. Yes. And like, I think it's because she felt like Brashawn undermined her at her dinner. Girl, get over that. Yes. Yeah. It had that tinge of mean girl revenge to yes. it. Yes. And I, I was surprised by that because, you know, Ebony is usually so high and mighty or whatever, but definitely not in that moment. Yeah. That, that pissed me off so bad. I was like, I would have been like, yo, y'all. And Leah, now you did. Well, I guess maybe she couldn't break the fourth wall and say, well, Leah, last year you did scream that you're glad that you're the um, only one that got your period because she wasn't there. But I yeah. still would have been like, come on now, y'all. ease up on Brashawn. Like, come on now. Y'all been called mm-hmm. worse. Yes. Yeah. You call each other worse. And yeah. I get it. It's like, Okay, I can call my friends that, but you're new and you can't. So I understand what I understand that sentiment. Mm-hmm. But look, last week Leah said it's not so much that we're worried about the race stuff. It's just that we're worried about how you're gonna treat Ebony because historically you don't treat the new girl very nicely. So mm-hmm. it almost felt like they were like, Oh, we have to be nice to Ebony because she's the first black housewife. Yes. But Brashan you're the second one. So you don't get that protection and you're a friend of, so we're going to treat you the way we treat friends of, which is terribly. But see at, at that time, they didn't know that Bershawn was a friend of and not yep. a full-time housewife uh, because originally yep, both so- of them were supposed to be full-time. Yep, oh, And Bershawn right. was hired first. Yes, exactly. Interesting. Yeah. So, we, Do you remember, I don't know if you heard it, Obi, there was like conversation, like, I wonder how Bershawn feels with them saying Ebony is the first Black housewife when Bershawn was hired first. Damn, I didn't now, know. I heard, you have to wonder. Yeah. You're, you really do. You have to, now, I did, from what I heard, that her boyfriend has money and didn't want her to be full-time, which is always funny to me because even if you're a friend of, as we see, you're in the mess. Yeah. Yes. The thing I heard about why she's a friend of and not full time is maybe it was this moment where it happened, but the producers felt like Bershawn couldn't hold her own in the group, Mm. that she was letting them run her over. Whereas Ebony, for all of her faults, you might want to call them, is a very tough character and doesn't hold. So they kind of abandoned Bershawn halfway through and decided to go Mm. with Ebony full time. From what I've been told. I can mm. see that because I was like, Brashawn, stand 10 toes down, baby. Like, if, what, like mm-hmm. if you say it, stand in it. Like when, when she threw that out there about Leah, what I didn't like, y'all, I wanted to, like Jackie Christie, let's just fight. Yeah. When Leah stood up <laughs> and had- Shout the, out to basketball wives. Yes. Right, shout out to basketball wives. <laughs> when Leah stood up and there's something about somebody like her doing her fingers like, because you just messed up with me. Like the way oh, she- yeah. Girl, who- 
hold, wait, hold up. Say what, mom? Say it again. I, I dare you. Yeah. Also, Sonia, Sonia, clown ass Sonia, when she starts to fight with Brashan, all of a sudden the fingers and the girlfriend and her and all and that the black scent. Yes. Oh my God. I was like, I heard that fuck? too. I heard what it too. Fuck? And then it blew my mind that Leah's like, you can't sit here and call them grandmas. You can't sit here and call them boring. Bitch, you literally, you threw tiki and you, can, you can't blow the night up and not own it. You threw tiki Thank torches. You. you threw a ravioli. You screamed at an octopus. You yelled about <laughs> everybody's periods. You said Ramona was a whore. Like you've said all of these things just, just the night before you screamed in Ramona's face and said, you're what's wrong with the world. And now you're going to act also like righteous and be like, oh. Uh-huh. Oh, you're getting in the way of my budding relationship with Ramona. You don't have a fucking budding relationship with Ramona, Leah. Like, you're a liar. That I it. <laughs> for her to say that night she had a budding relationship with Ramona, but that morning didn't know Ramona was in the room and was like, she's just irritating. <laughs> she fucking shit about her. Oh, but you have a budding relationship. I feel like at that dinner, we saw Leah pulling rank on Bershawn because yes. Leah was yes. no longer the new girl. Yes. And that was her. Well, I'm a fucking housewife now. I've been here for yeah. a year, two years or whatever. And I'm going to put you in your place and I'm going to try to school you on how you act in this group, even though, I mean, she's nobody's example. And you yeah. know what? You're right. Because she knows she couldn't do that to Ebony. No, never. Exactly. exactly. So she found her target. Like they yeah. were like, oh, OK, mm-hmm. so she's. We're nice to the one black girl so we can be mean to the other one. Yeah. Yes. That's basically what I read. Oh, I Been there and live that for sure. Exactly. Man, I wanted to get on 95 to get to New York. Rashawn, I'm coming. I got you. <laughs> <laughs> what you say to her? At yes. Ebony, let me holler at you, sis. Oh my God. I right. <laughs> so mad. I can't with Ebony and Leah. And Ebony all of a sudden suddenly turned into this like super proper quiet woman who was like, this is too classless for me. Like, I she can't turned into Miss Carolina, it. like she yeah. used to be. Miss North yeah. Carolina. Yeah. Ebony's a beauty pageant queen too. We have a lot of them as housewives. And yeah. she's got that background. And it comes out in moments like that where she yeah. feels like she needs to be above the fray. Yeah. I mean, everybody's like, how dare you talk to Sonia that way? I'm like, you all talk to Sonia Thank that you. way. Luann, you told us she was a one night with Tom, like basically <laughs> a past. Like um, I was talking to Raven. Raven said, Luann basically told Sonia she was a pass around, but <laughs> but Bushman calling her a clown is a big deal. <laughs> it was insane. It was insane. This woman probably smells like piss. Okay, the other woman has shit on her shoe. She then takes her then takes her shit boot and puts it on top of a table and starts oh, dancing. Oh, and she's I like, Bushman so is embarrassing me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Me and Corey were talking about that. So Bashan is embarrassing you, so you get on the table. Y'all should have seen Corey's face. He said, are they even allowed to do that? I was like, no. <laughs> I was screaming, take your boots off. Do not get on that table with your shoes on. Take your boots off. And of course, she didn't do it. No. Y'all know us. Disgusting. People. I would, I'm uh-huh. 44, and I would be scared my mom would see me on TV. Oh, my God. I know, mm-hmm. you, I know you wasn't on no table. Listen. <laughs> And the biggest thing that I think actually bothered me besides all the shit that we just talked about was that what's wrong with Rahasas of New York, in my opinion, is that we don't have a story being told here. Yes. The reason why Beverly Hills is so good this season is because there is a story being told across the season. I don't know what the story is in New York. And you know, in the past, New York didn't necessarily need a story, but it wasn't so unhinged. 
were like, we couldn't watch it. Right. The the unhingedness is by the way, not a reflection on Ebony or even Brashawn. It's just the rest of the women and how they are dealing with women of color joining the show. I think that's really what it is. Because I think if Dorinda was the effort, I'm not, I'm not the biggest Dorinda fan, but I do see her value. She has authentic connections to Ramona, authentic connections to Lou. Even if she didn't to Leah, she has authentic connections to people that have been staples on New York for a long time. Yeah. So mm-hmm. she would be the bridge. What I would be really interested in was seeing Dorinda and say Ebony and then how Leah would deal with it. You know, like just see how Dorinda would be because we haven't seen her around black folks either now. Mm. <laughs> well, we we have one time. Oh, we- Do you remember? Oh, you know, she, yeah. she handed her coat to somebody. Yeah, else. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Oh my gosh. She was in a clubhouse room. It was the week that Harry and Meghan's interview was coming out. Oh God. Someone asked her, what do you think about Meghan? You know, how she's doing over there. Oh, that Kate is doing such a good job. She's this, she's that. And the person said, yes, that's true. But what do you think about Megan? And she said, oh, I guess we'll have to see when the interview comes out, whoever's watching. But that Kate, that Kate is. So I text the person and said, now I picked up on a little something. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't the R word, but it was more like the P word, like prejudiced or has some stereotypes. And she said, absolutely. I believe that. The way she, y'all know is rubbing her face like sudden. She can't say it. <laughs> I have out my, my my rose quartz roller. Oh my god! Okay. You have a roller. Yes, she really started. I wish I had mine out. Mine is in the freezer next to my chicken. I told Corey I need a mini fridge in my room so I don't, my roller doesn't have to be next to him. But y'all, Noor literally started rolling before. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah. But it's just wild. I don't know. It just you know. I think a lot of people want Dorinda back. This week's episode was totally unhinged. Like, why would you want to add more drunkenness yeah. to this? The only thing I can think of though is. The difference between Ramona and Dorinda is if Dorinda is fighting with someone and she convinces you to be on her side, like let's say against Sonia, and then you fight her battle, she will back you up. Ramona yeah. doesn't back anybody up because yeah. Ramona's chicken shit. So mm-hmm. that's that. But that was only like benefit I could see. Do you guys have any other thoughts on New York? I think we put it all on the table. <laughs> yes. Oh, wait, no it- shoes. <laughs> No, she, there is something. I'm sorry, I got to say it. There's something about these white women that like walking on tables. Remember when Kyle did that in Lake Tahoe? I can't. My mom, I said my ancestors would have raised up and been like, and looked at me and be like, I dare you. <laughs> well, at least Kyle took her shoes off when yes, she was walking true. across that island. Though. That's I have true. to give her that. And did you guys see Ebony on Watch What Happens Live? Where she said, yes. Mm-hmm. Obi, what about when she said what her, her regret was? bringing Heather into her issue that she had with Leah about voting and her and Heather are actually very good now. They send each other prayers. Hmm, That was interesting Mm. to me. Oh, Mm. how nice for you after we did all of this, uh, this defending of you in that situation. Yes. And then you went on the breakfast club and said every black person (laughs) who has a problem with you on this show just doesn't know how to deal with the microaggressions that they get from white people all the time. Mm. Basically, we're we're beneath you and we have no reason to, to be criticizing you and how you're doing on this show. That that was my issue with Ebony. I said, don't be sis, don't be so quick to school white people that you forget that some of your own people, hey, maybe just learning how to use a voice too, or maybe don't know how to use a voice. So you would rather school them when they come at you nasty in the DMs than taking a deep breath and having an allowance for people that look like you 
and say, hey, sis, maybe you're feeling this way. you rather come at us, though, when we was out here capping for you, as the kids would say. No, that <laughs> yes, ain't cool. exactly. Yeah. I know yeah. I was testing people out over that Me situation. Too. And I don't even fucking like Ebony. <laughs> Listen. Right. In the words of Ramona, I don't even like you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I was out here defending you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, exactly. So well, all right. Well, let's go to Real Houses of Beverly Hills. So let's. we open up after the ugly leather pants comment. Sutton is still unraveling. And it is very, <laughs> very evident that Sutton is really just mad at herself more than anything else. I have to say, mm. I am so impressed by Crystal's ability to just not give a shit. Yes. Loved it. Loved it. It was one of the hottest things I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> so hot! I so love hot. a woman that can do that. <laughs> Talk about standing 10 toes down yes. with a smile on your face. on your yes. And looking good while doing it. Exactly. Yeah. She had her hands in her pockets. She shrugged and she smiled. She's like, this is not my problem. Right. Coming from somebody that looks <laughs> not like at a all. Christmas ornament. Get out of here. <laughs> right? All the time. All the time. Oh, God. Well, Sutton and Crystal, they sit down and they're forced to have a conversation with each other. And Sutton says, Crystal's presence bothers me. And then she looks at Crystal and says, why are you constantly mean? I said, but wait, you just said like essentially yes. Crystal's existence is annoying to you. It and is offensive to you. Yeah. <laughs> what? But Crystal's right when she says Sutton is an inappropriate, awkward person. Yeah. It's Indeed. true. It's true. And she could have said much worse. Oh, yeah, she could have. She really could have. And then Crystal, so, you know, they they do their whatever, semi-apologies or whatever. What I thought was really annoying was Lisa Rinna tried oh. to, like, come at Crystal, like, are you going to fix your apology, essentially? Yes. And Crystal was like, I said what I said, Lisa. Like, yeah. like right. So good. No, I'm not changing what I said. I yeah. said what I said and I meant it. And yeah. I was annoyed that they even got that little bit out of her, that apology. Tell her you're sorry for calling her manic. Crystal was, um, Sutton was manic, period. Look up the definition of that word. Yes. The energy that she gave her was manic. And that's what takes me back to all of y'all, none of y'all had crystals back in Lake Tahoe, but this woman who is just, I mean, one of the most fragile characters we've seen on TV is just crying and they're petting her up and, and, um, they're and, literally uh, petting her, petting her up. My grandma used to say that, stop petting that child up. He's spoiling them. She's petting <laughs> her up. What did Erica say to her? She said something to Erica, like, I'm sorry. And Erica's like, no, don't be sorry. It's like, uh, what y'all are better than me. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Because yeah. I've dealt with a person like Sutton. Like, me everything too. about them. And it's like, nah, mm-mm. Mm-hmm. I, have that. I was so happy that Crystal essentially told Sutton, tears don't move me. Yes. Taria, you're going to recognize that phrase. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Nor you might too, but Taria, you're definitely going to recognize it. And it, it basically means your crying is not yes. going to get you anywhere. Anywhere. My mom said that. <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> Tears don't move me. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. The thing is, it's like Crystal is not falling for your white lady tears Thank ma'am you. exactly did yes. you guys see the video of the crazy white lady at the victoria's secret this week i did i saw that today you guys <sighs> my blood pressure that, that is my victoria's secret that is the one what? That i, I to go to when i get my free panty coupons <laughs> small world you know yeah it's new jersey and it's like not even like you know like bumblefuck new jersey it's short hills mall like oh, that it's is, like oh my mm-hmm. gosh it's like the 
fanciest, like wealthiest, most liberal area in New Jersey. And you have this like cuckoo bird. You know Um, what pissed me off was when that white lady in line said, maybe you should back up to the black lady. Oh oh, yeah. No, how about you shut up? I'm getting worked up. I'm sorry. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, we know that white lady tears are used as a weapon. And I know that Sutton's not using it to call the cops, but Sutton's using it to make Crystal look like a monster. And she's not. Right. You know, somebody came in my comments and I blocked them and said, Crystal has been so mean this whole season. She's basically been torturing Sutton. What are y'all watching? And listen, Crystal has Lion King money. She doesn't need to bow down to anybody. Right. Nope. Crystal has more real money than any of them. Yes. Anybody else in that group, that Lion King Disney money that Rob has made, that's some long paper. (laughs) That's some real long paper. Like long, 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 long. Doesn't Crystal strike you as the type, though, even if she didn't have no money, she's still like those people that just have that air about them, like, and what? Yeah. Crystal Crystal is a bad bitch. Excuse my French. She's She's truly a bad bitch. She She would be a bad bitch whether she was married to Rob Minkoff or not. She just is. Yeah. It's in her being. And if you see the way she even deals with her children, Arthi pointed this out mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago, the way that she deals with her children having a tantrum is the exact same way she dealt, dealt yes. with Sutton, which is like, you need to calm down. And when you're calm, I will have a conversation with you, which is actually like very much how people of color are raised. Like we yes. don't, our parents don't give into our tantrums. When we have a tantrum, our parents, first of all, when we were growing up, we didn't, there was no such thing. But it, there was right. a tantrum that was followed by a, backhand so uh, yeah. that was that yes <laughs> i saved all of my tantrums for school exactly but like my kids know if you're gonna have a tantrum mama's not gonna talk to you and yeah. my seven and a half year old he knows now he knows if he's freaking out he literally tells me i just need to calm down first and then i'll talk to you and he goes to his room and he decompresses and when he's calm he can come and have a conversation with me my four-year-old knows how to calm his body down when he's having a meltdown because we don't communicate with teeny tiny terrorists yes. That's what my girlfriend said. She says, <laughs> I don't, she says, I don't negotiate with terrorists. Mm-hmm. When I was younger, I'll never forget, we had a green chair in my house and I wanted to go spend the night over my uncle Michael's house, my mom's brother. And she said, no. So I started like sliding down the chair then I <laughs> and I was like, <sighs> I kept doing it. I would slide down, get up. I was throwing my body in the chair. This probably went on for about 25 minutes after I wore myself out. My mom got up and wore me out. Like I, <laughs> I have another one. Go ahead. So she let me literally wear myself out. I was sighing. <laughs> she tore me up. I didn't wear myself out no more after that. <laughs> I just she like let you tie yourself out so you couldn't run. Yes, yes. <laughs> wore me out. I'm like, so when I saw how Crystal dealt with it, I was like, I think, Nora, we talked about this before. Like, yeah, we could have had a lot less childhood trauma. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. all I'm trying to do is spare my kids a little bit of childhood trauma. They'll get trauma in other ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't not fuck up a child. It's yeah. impossible. And it's going to... to happen in some way or another. 
We have to raise our kids different than white kids because our kids have to be tough enough to handle things. They can't just fold. Yes. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So the rest of the episode primarily is just about Erica Jane slash Girardi's story. <sighs> okay, guys, I'm sorry. Okay, I I listen. No, don't make us shut this computer on you. Like, <laughs> listen, I'm so sorry. Okay, I'm sorry. You guys, I cried watching it yesterday. What's no! wrong? No. no. No, no, no. I know you guys listen. Listen, I did I did tell you that I was perhaps not fully in okay. the right mind. That's right. Okay. Okay, yes. <laughs> okay. There may have been a little bit of libations of some sort involved. <laughs> but okay, so Erica, here's here's what I gotta say about Erica. Okay. Erica Jane slash Artie is either the Meryl Streep of our time or she really didn't know. Here's my theory about what's going on. I think okay. that Erica's tears are real. Okay. But Erica's tears are real because she's fucked. Right. But it's it's not real because she has remorse or that she's upset about the mess that like Tom has dragged her into or that mm-hmm. she feels sad that she's losing her husband or that she was in this terrible marriage for 20 some years. No, she's crying because her husband has run out of money. Everybody's asking for money and apparently he's embezzled some and she was roped into it. Like She's saying she doesn't know. She may not have known or she may have chosen not to yeah, know. Yeah. But she's, I think her tears were real, but they were just real for herself for and herself. not for anybody else. I can see that. Because she talked about starting over and all that. I don't believe it. I don't <laughs> believe those tears. One, for the fact that she chose non-waterproof yes. mascara <laughs> to wear for that scene. Yeah. Look, I know I'm not a woman. I'm not a drag queen, but I have known plenty of women throughout my life. I have dated plenty of women throughout my life. I know there's such a thing as waterproof mascara. Yeah. I don't ever not wear waterproof mascara. I wear contacts. I can't be. And if they start, I never wear non-waterproof mascara ever. Exactly. Exactly. Also, we were all there when you had that meltdown at Eileen because she mentioned something about your son and yes. your face contorted and you started to cry. So like, yes. what happened then? Was there more Botox then? Is there less Botox now? Like, What's <laughs> going on here that you are crying this hard? But I'll tell you what the moment that she didn't have me. So she had me this whole episode. Okay. But at the end, she says, everybody wants to be your friend until you don't have money. Everybody wants to be your friend until, you know, you need X, Y, and Z. And then she says, everybody wants to be your friend until you ask them to help you bury a body. Body, like, yeah. Like, yes. Wait, wait, wait a minute. That was very weird. <laughs> like, because we're not doing that. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, who? Wait, not I you. don't. <laughs> I, I was like, Erica, what are you right, she unconsciously went, alluding to right, <laughs> right now? Right. Yeah. Like, that was to me. Did you see Camille Donatachi's tweet? Yeah. I did, yeah. <laughs> I, I never agree with Camille. I don't like Camille, but I was like, you're damn right, Camille. Yeah, so, I mean, that's the thing about Erica is that, like, we have seen enough of you over the years yes. to realize, like, that, like, I have, to, I have to believe the fact that, okay, some of it, obviously, it was clear as day that she was putting on this persona, right? Yeah. Like, she was, mm-hmm. she came on, maybe she was Erica Girardi for, like, half a season, one season. Yeah. And then after that, she was very quickly, I'm Erica Jane, this is who yep. I am, Pat the Puss, Glam Squads, blah, 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 right? Like, Ice Queen, et cetera. Ice Queen, et cetera. So I get that she's kind of like, 
okay, I'm now taking the facade down and maybe this is who she really is. But what really drove me bananas was just like Kyle, Rinna, mm. fucking Dorit being like, we have to believe her because innocent until proven guilty. And I get that like, okay, fine. This is like a massive federal case. So maybe you're you're treating it differently than uh, Puppygate or um, Denise. But you are highly suspicious of every single other person has ever been on this show, but you're yes. not suspicious of this lady who has not just, it's not just like a couple of lawsuits and it's right. not like she just found out about it after she filed for divorce. She's been uh, like, I guess, I don't know what the legal terms are, but listen to the Bravo docket. They know what they're talking about, but she's been, they've, they've reached out to her in the past. She's the been sued th- for years. Yep. yep. So what is it anyway? I mean, look, shame on me. Cause I did cry. <laughs> don't, don't apologize no. for being an empathetic human being. Exactly. You are a lovely, empathetic human being, oh, but I say goodness. fuck her and her tears <laughs> <laughs> and her cheap mascara and the Range Rover she rode in on. The Range Rover she rode in on. Yes. I was doing a little bit of research Mm -hmm. and I was looking at her home and somebody had posted half the address on Reddit. It came up that EJ Global owned the home, Uh but now some kind of way something was transferred to two attorneys that used to work at Girardi and Keese. She essentially paid Mm. herself to live there. Indeed. Mm -hmm. What a tangled web. We weave. (laughs) Oh, oh man, pat that puss, honey. Yeah, pat the puss all the way to jail. Okay, all where you're way. probably gonna have to pat somebody's puss because you're gonna become somebody's <laughs> bitch. Okay, uh, or at the very least, shakers, where you're gonna have to take some clothes off this time. <laughs> yes. Yep. <laughs> you and Danielle Stab back on the pole together. Oh, that ghoul. <laughs> <laughs> That is, that is, that is the perfect description for her. That is perfect. Thank you. Ghoul. Oh yeah. Okay. That her is. and Bethany both are, are ghoulish yeah. to me. I can't stand the look at either one of them. <laughs> Bethany's crying. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, that was uh, so good. You know, I, I still, I really enjoyed watching. It was very compelled watching Beverly yeah. Hills. I was like, okay, I, I believe all of this that's happening. And I appreciate that Garcelle is like tiptoeing around this shit. She's like, the way she's like standing outside talking to Kyle, she's trying to get Kyle to like, yes, say something. Yeah. Like, just go be on, honest. Girl. Yeah. Be honest and open, Kyle. Mm-hmm. You always say you want everybody to be. Oh God. Kyle has never resonated with me at all. No. Ever. No. Yeah, it was a good episode. It was. One other thing about Erica that I noticed is that she cries the most when she thinks about people calling her divorce a sham. And I think that there's something there, right? I think that she feels upset because, and this is just what I got out of it, she probably feels upset because it probably was never great being married to Tom. Yeah. You know, I don't think anybody, I don't think anybody's surprised that like, Oh, you didn't have a loving relationship. You right. guys weren't fucking every night and cuddling before bed and talking <laughs> about your dreams. Speaking like of ghoulish. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I can't even imagine. Mm. Yeah, like why do you think why do you think Erica was so pent up all the time? It's like because she mm-hmm. literally like she was just 
home with this yeah. terrible man yeah. and she had to put she on was this- a prisoner of her own greed he was yeah. and so i believe that i believe that when she says like she wasn't he wasn't loving and you know she wanted him to be a little bit different and whatever or, like she wanted him to be warmer and all that shit i believe that stuff so when she's like oh this divorce isn't a sham it might not be you obviously are not in love with him and right. you obviously want out of the marriage but the divorce is happening because you are out of money yes. so yeah and you don't want to be tied to this man yeah exactly i mean you you filed for divorce after the first time you have been subpoenaed in may like come on bingo yeah so why are you acting and then Bitch, we were all there in Lake Tahoe when you wouldn't shut the fuck about how Tom is a workhorse. And I love that about Tom, that he lets me be me and all this shit. Like, what are you talking about? And why are they not bringing that up? Like, well, Erica, in Lake Tahoe, you said this. What, what, like, was it because what were you trying to hide? Like, it, even if they approached it that way, why are they not bringing that up? Yeah. For some reason, most of them are afraid of her. Yes. I don't understand said. why, but they yes. are. Yes, they are. I'm like, she is not going to throw hands. There's nothing she could do to you but get loud. Get loud back. Yeah. Now, on that end, I can't wait till she cusses Sutton. Or what? (laughs) The (laughs) enemy of my enemy. Exactly. It's my friend. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I will say one more thing is that I don't care to watch Rinna just like be a functional hoarder. That house is so (laughs) gross, you guys. It is so gross. It's the grossest house. I watched that clip. Somebody shared it on Twitter about all it said was Harry Hamlin hates Lisa Renna is when he's like making sauce last week and she goes to taste it. And then she's about to use the same spoon to taste the other pot. He's like, can you not like use a different <laughs> spoon? right? But the way he looks at her is like, I'm so disgusted by you. That scene, they have a whole, they have a, okay. They have a phone in their kitchen. You guys, it's a huge white phone. It could not have been made after 1994. It's a huge white phone on their kitchen counter. It's not a cordless phone. It's got a million buttons. I don't know if they're transfer. I don't know if there was an operator behind that phone. (laughs) It's a a Huger phone. Remember the first season of Potomac? When everything in their house was white and from the 90s? It's a Huger phone. It is. They have a Huger phone in the Hamlin Rinna house. And so when she's showing this like huge thing in her garage where she's storing $20,000 dresses, I was like, what do you have inside of your house? Who puts clothing in a garage? Right. Like that. Like what? Yeah. (laughs) And I know like Lisa Rinna. Yeah. And she like goes on trips and she does the whole thing where she Lysol's everything down. I'm like, you're trying to sell us something. And we don't believe it because your house is disgusting and you probably are too. She rubbed her dog's belly when the season was first starting and then went to getting something out of the kitchen. What? Oh, oh, mm, she gave everybody worms. Okay. Well, listen, guys, (laughs) wait, Obi, are you a dog person? Yeah. I like dogs. Okay. Taria and I are famously not. Yes. Yes, I know. (laughs) Nor wait, when Leah's dog was walking, like just around Ebony's house, (laughs) nor nor would you tweet to me comments to me like, I know, I can see you cringing right now. I was losing (laughs) my mind. Yeah, you you don't let your four-legged person on top of a table where food goes. And she didn't move. No. She didn't move. 
But yeah, I mean, I know I've seen some of that in real life where there's like rubbing and kissing yes. and then there's like, they're like, you want something to drink? No, man. I'm good. No, no. nothing from your house. You need to wash your hands <laughs> yes. and Listen, don't touch me either. Speaking about washing hands real quick. I just got to take it back for a second. One of my favorite moments of Atlanta last season was after Shamia put that toy inside of Cynthia's panties and went to walk out and Marlo said, did you wash your hands, Shamia? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's gross, man. Gross. It's like, I don't, you know, I know that we're like, oh, Ramona's gross for stepping in her own poop and then getting on top of a table. I'm like, where is the dog's butt and feet, it, man? It, oh, my God. Exactly. <laughs> and then you exactly. touch it. Oh, I We've isolated a lot of our listeners, including Arthi. Arthi's going to come back very angry because she's got two Aww. dogs. Arthi, no, Arthi, we're not saying we're against. The, well, I mean, I am, but <laughs> Nora's not. But. No, I'm just kidding. I'm afraid of dogs. I lead with fear with dogs. I know that. But I do feel like if I had a dog, I would wash my hands if I was preparing food. Yeah. Lisa rubbed that dog's belly and then went straight to like the food. Like, oh, no. I know. I mean, that could be a whole other episode, maybe on a Patreon about why dogs, why that that shit is gross. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I want they they don't title. know any better than to be kind of gross yeah just you know in their general being dogs are not thinking about cleanliness right yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. exactly bear that in mind yes all right well that's it for the stuff I wanted to talk about with housewives this week now we have a lot of rumors going around about the Re- real houses of New York yeah Guys, I don't believe any of it. I don't believe Ramona's getting fired. I don't believe that the reunion is canceled. I don't believe any of this shit. Why would they cancel it? Because Ramona couldn't come. Like Ramona. Mm. And then did you guys see that now they've thrown in Ebony once Ramona is demanding Ramona be demoted to a friend of interesting that I see a lot of people commenting on that. And I'm like, oh, y'all want to believe that. Well, Here's the other thing. A lot of this stuff is like retweeted from like Dumois or like reposted from Dumois. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could just post anything that I, I could be anonymous yeah. and yep. I could literally send anything yep. and that person will repost it and that's it. Like yep. that's the whole shtick is like yeah. you could literally say like, oh, I saw Ramona on a date with fucking Army Hammer and they were both going to chow down on Aviva's leg together or something like that. <laughs> and they would believe it. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's like in the tabloids when they say sources say, yeah. well, who the hell are sources? Yes. Sources. Name yes. the sources. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's it's just too much. I'm like, I, I, it really irritated me though when people were quick to believe once again, like defending Ebony, but people were quick to say, who does she think she is? She's a newbie. And I was, and I was commenting to people. I was like, oh, it's telling that this is the part you believe. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. they're fucking stupid. If yeah. you pay attention and you've been listening to Ebony at all, thank you. according to her, her and Ramona are buddy, buddy. Yes. Exactly. They hang out off camera. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So like, why would she want her to be demoted? Thank you. Out of nowhere. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, it's Stupid insane. people. So yeah. yes. Like, are so you guys watching a different show? Because that's they're on a different like planet. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Well, they see color, so that's their problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh well, guys, this was so much fun. Um, I, I have to have both of you back on when Arthi's on because this was this was too fun, and I I missed my girl. But yes. thank you guys so much. Thank you, Taria. Thank you, Obi. This was amazing, I and I feel like it, it really was. Yeah. 
<laughs> this is I've so been waiting a fun. long time for this. Three, oh, I haven't seen you in forever, and I've been dying to be on the reality is. So this and is I'm... this is a big day for me. All right. Well, Obi, can you tell everybody where they can find you? You can always find me on Instagram at odd black individual, and you can find my podcast, Odd Black Individual, on all major podcasting platforms. Thank you. And Taria. I'm going to put all everybody's stuff in the description of this episode, but Taria, please do share where we, everybody can find you. Well, first of all, Nora, thank you so much for having me as your co-host. Um, I know how much your podcast means to you. So it makes me feel good that you thought of me to come on. So I appreciate it. And I love talking to Obi. <laughs> you guys can find me on at WeGo, W-E-I-G-O podcast and on Twitter, T-S-F-A-I-S-O-N. Now look, don't come over there acting foolish because I will act <laughs> foolish with you. Watch it. Right, yeah. watch it. And don't make me have to tag Obi because then we're jumping you. Yes. That's right. <laughs> yes, exactly. Tag team in that ass. <laughs> well, thanks everybody for listening. We will be back as usual on our Wednesday episode talking about Rahasas of Potomac, Mary to Medicine, and Shaws of Sunset. Thanks everyone. Say bye. 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 bye.